Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Hello. Um, We are back. We are... I don't know. Why do I feel like we're returning from a break? I don't think we are, but you took a, you kind of took a break. I took a little vacation this weekend. It was nice. It was nice. I went to Durham, North Carolina. It was fun. Wait, I I thought you went to Outer Banks. No, that was last time. Oh, okay. (laughs) The last time Mo and I went on, I guess, vacation, we went to the Outer Banks. This time we went to a different part of North Carolina because apparently we just can't get enough of it. Um, but we went to go see this comedian that she likes. Oh yeah. How was that? I know the comedian really funny. It was really funny. Like it was a good, good. it was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, That comedian is on that show Keenan and I watched that show. So I know she's also on drunk history. She's in, she's a pretty big deal. She's got her own Netflix special. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've kind of been thinking about going out to see some comedy recently too. I love comedy shows. It's so nice to laugh and like laugh with other people. It's really great. It is. It is really nice. It feels good. Well, how was your weekend? What'd you do? <laughs> oh, you know, looked, looked at like my hundredth house. Um, yeah, it's just I, I was telling you earlier, it's kind of the definition of insanity to just like be house hunting, especially right now, because it is just the most insane market ever. Definitely um, a seller's market. Yeah, it is a total seller's market. They don't they don't need to do anything. They they basically are like, yeah, no, if you ask for an inspection, you're you're out of the running. Like, bye. So I know. I have a friend that's a real estate agent and she's trying to get me to sell my house because the price in this month of February, right the price of my house went up seventy thousand dollars. So oh, she's wow. like, you should sell. And I'm like, where am I gonna go? Yeah. That's the problem. Like, yes, I'm excited about selling the property, but like, where will I live? Yeah. Maybe this is time for you to buy that bus. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But you guys might kill each other. So yeah, we definitely would. (laughs) My children and I. Yeah. That's the same with us. Like our apartment is at the high, like we could sell it and it would be much more than we thought we could get it for. But at the same time, then we have to buy a house for much more than we thought we'd have to buy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I spent half my weekend doing that. And um, yeah, the other half just, I don't know, relaxing. This is a very stressful time of year. I don't know if you guys like know, have pick up on this, but it's like, this is just, this happens every year, right around the time of like tax season and it's still cold out and just Mm -hmm. all this stuff is kind of like building up. So I really needed to take some time and 
relax and I feel really refreshed, really ready to go today. Um, And that's a good thing because we've been announcing crazy amount of shows recently. If you guys have been paying attention to our social media, um, we are doing a tour with the ARC-9 starting in the spring, moving into the summer. Uh, We have three dates announced so far. Tickets are sold in all the places. Not sold out, but tickets have been sold in each show that we've announced. Um, The first one is in Virginia Beach, March 26th. Ambie's hometown, home turf. Super excited for that one. Um, so if you want to go to Virginia Beach, make sure you get tickets soon because that's the one that's probably going to sell out first. Um, the second show we have so far is April 9th in Huntsville, Alabama at our amazing friend, Christina. She has this amazing like spiritual hair studio and they have Mm -hmm. spiritual events there all the time. So we're really excited to go there. And then the third place announced so far is, uh, Austin, Texas, one of my favorite cities of all time. Um, and we are going to be there June 23rd. So if you are wanting to meet up, if you're wanting to see us in person, this is a really good way. But also if you have been following any of the work we've been doing with the Arcturians, the Arc9, who Ambrosia channels, um, this is going to be a really, really special space to share together. Um, people are going to be selected to ask questions, um, you know, and participate in a collective conversation with the ARC-9. And just so you guys know, like, this is the ARC-9 saying, like, we we need to go out there and talk to people. Like, this is an important time. And we really, like, it was their kind of insistence. We want to do it. But it was them who were like, this is the right time for this. People need this. So, um, yeah, tickets are $44.00. Uh, at least right now, the ticket prices could possibly go up once we start to fill up. Um, but right now, tickets are $44. So, yeah, because tickets are really inexpensive per per the ARC 9 request, <laughs> but it's just really inexpensive, which is great um, for everybody involved. Um, so, how many tickets do we have left? We have sold about half the tickets in Virginia Beach, right? Um, probably like a third. Okay. So Virginia Beach is, is going quickly. So if you are thinking, if you're in the area, I know um, a few people reached out to me about North Carolina. As much as I love North Carolina, it is drivable to come to Virginia Beach. I pointed up because we're above North Carolina. Anyway. Yeah. So let us know. And if you have a city and a place for us to go and you want us to come there, um, hit us up and let us know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, um, speaking of the ARC-9, if you are our Patreon member, uh, this week, every month we do a, we call it a conversation with the ARC-9. Uh, we do it over Zoom and our patrons who are at our Dragonfly tier, which is $20 or above, they get to ask the ARC-9 at least one question um, every time we do one of these conversations. And it's always really cool even just to hear other people's questions because everyone always asks really interesting questions and sometimes the ARC-9 will say things that you're like, what? Like it's it's about the universe or about the way things work or just they'll say, they'll drop some knowledge. So um, if you want to be a part of that, that is happening this week, this Thursday. What is that? The 24th? So many Mm -hmm. dates to remember. 
at 1 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. I just posted the Zoom link on our Patreon. So if you want to be a part of that, all you have to do is go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. The link is in the show notes. And sign up at our Dragonfly tier or above, and you'll have access to the Zoom link. And uh, even if you can't make the live, you can comment your question and we'll ask it and you can watch it on the replay. Plus, you get access to our literal like four-year library of these conversations that we've been doing for literally four years. So. Yeah, that's a that's a really good deal. And then um, are we going to do well, there's been some talk about if you can't make it to the live events that we're doing, we might do a webinar version. We're still talking about that. We're still working out the kinks, but stay tuned for that. If you live, um, you know, outside of the continental United States um, Mm -hmm. and just can't make it to one of our events. Yeah. Let (laughs) us know if that's something you'd be interested in. Cool. So, wow, we're just full of, we're just really full of announcements today because the topic that we're going to talk about today is kind of an announcement as well. Um, So for a while now, we've been talking, there's just a lot of stuff that's shifting in our business that every year things shift. Every year we kind of have to like refocus our energy and ask like, what, what arena do we want to play in this year? And This year, it was made quite apparent that the arena that we want to move into that we haven't yet is more of the, I don't want to call it the corporate world because it's not just the corporate world, but it's organizations, uh, businesses, corporations, um, nonprofits, groups, organizations of people who are working together in some capacity um, who need support with coming together as that group, feeling more um, authentic in themselves, feeling more comfortable to be themselves, communication, boundaries. Um, so we have been working with someone to create a program. Uh, it's not like it, it's like a two hour program or like a one hour program depending on who we work with, but basically to create a way for us to come into these organizations and work with them using the skills that we have to enhance the work life, to enhance people's um, feeling of safety and expression and power within the work that they're doing. And so we... um, we are starting this now. Like this is our official kind of kickoff. Um, and we today what we want to talk about is like empathy in the workplace and the importance of talking about this and the importance of incorporating this and how work is changing because ever since COVID, things really have been changing quite a bit. Um, and we can go into that in a second. But essentially, if you are someone who is listening to this and you work at a company or you work at a organization or you have a group of people or you own a business, whatever it is, um, and you are needing to find a way to make your team feel more either connected with each other or more confident in themselves or just enjoying their role more, enjoying their work life more, um, go to our website. And there is a button on the front of the website that says book inner bloom. And it has our whole kind of pitch there and everything that we can do within these uh, organizations. And yeah, like it's a way for us to come to you and work with you in a whole new way if you're in more of a working world. 
Mm-hmm. I think they, the, I'm going to talk about it for a second. So I feel like the big thing, the big reason that this is coming through is because a lot of people come to us and they say, I want to get out of my job. I don't know how to, um, I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. I don't feel like I'm sharing my gifts. I don't feel like whatever the case may be. Right. And they're stuck in this, I'm going to say corporate job or more of a business structure job. And the reality is not everybody can quit their job. Oops. Not everybody can quit their job and podcast or do readings or help people with tapping or do all of that full time. It's just not feasible for everybody. There has to be people that work in corporate America. And yet I think that there's also that feeling of people at my job don't care about me. Mm -hmm. I'm just a number. I'm just an employee. I was talking to one of my friends today and he was explaining to me, like, I know my boss doesn't care about me. I know my boss, if I died tomorrow, he'd be sad, but he'd replace me quickly. And that's the reality is that we have built companies that most of the employees are just another number because the company still has to go. It's like a machine, right? Um, And so all we're trying to do is show people how to lose some of the coldness and gain some of the, I I care about you as a person rather than um, I want you to come to work sick. I I don't really care if you're sick or not. And I I love the thing um, that COVID has showed everybody is that we can be so unique and different in what we do that how we make money isn't necessarily our purpose. It's also not necessarily has to be in a desk nine to five, Monday through Friday, all of this. It can look so many different ways. And you really have the opportunity now to do whatever it is. Sorry, my dog is being weird. Oh, I think he's going to throw up. Oh, no. No, he's not. Okay. He's fine. He's fine. Um, but we really have the opportunity to kind of do, you know, more than just we've been taught as young children of you've got to go, you've got to get a job, you've got to decide at 18 what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life, where generations before us really did that. They worked 40 plus years in the same job, didn't really ask a whole lot of questions, and that was it. And they were grateful for a paycheck. And the generations that are that we are and after us are really questioning that and really challenging the normalcies and and moving into, I can do something so unique and different that I don't have to just stay in this little box. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think that's all so on point. And also something I want to touch on to add to that is like, companies are feeling this right now. It's like in the past, the companies or the business world or the head honchos or whatever you want to call it, they were the ones who had the power. And everybody else was the ones who was like, please give me a chance. Please, like, like I'm grateful to have this. Like, I hate my job, but I'm grateful to be able to, you know, clock in every day, whatever. Ever since COVID, that's been changing because people, it's the great resignation. That's what they're calling it because people are realizing, wait, I could make more money and or I could make enough money and be happier just driving Uber or something or with unemployment or like, I mean, there's so many things that are factoring in here. But the point is people realize 
I don't need this. Like, I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to like, and my mom actually, she works at a college. I'm, I've probably talked about this a couple times here. She's worked, she works at a college and um, she helps her kids get jobs. She helps them get jobs and internships. And she's been dealing with an issue recently of like, you know, she'll help a kid get a job or an internship or something. And the kid will be there for a little while and then all of a sudden something will happen where it's somebody says something that's sexist. Somebody says something that is um, insulting to them. Somebody, they feel uncomfortable. And while in my mom's day and age, that would be like, well, that's kind of part of the industry you're in. You just kind of suck it up and you move forward type of thing. They're mm-hmm. like, bye, I'm I'm done. And they leave. And my mom has been having to deal with like all of the boomers. They like don't understand what's going on. I mean, I think they're starting to, but they have been very confused. Like, wait, why would someone just quit like that? Like, why would you just throw away that opportunity? It's like because there's so much more to um, life than your job. And I think that we've come way past the point of like – that idea of just work, 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 and you'll retire when you're old. Like that is such a terrible model because by the time you're old, you don't want to do anything. And also you're bored. And also like you kind of have less friends usually. And it's just like a very lonely life. And it's almost like a very big con to me of like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just keep working. And then when you're old, you'll get, you'll get to live in paradise. It's not paradise. Like, no. So yeah. anyway, the point is the people actually have the power right now. Like the, the employees are very powerful right now because companies are bleeding. They're bleeding. Mm -hmm. They don't have, they can't hire enough people quickly. I know tons of people that are literally like they, their biggest problem is they don't have enough people being hired at their job and they're losing people too quickly. So this is a very powerful time to be somebody at one of these places. This is a very powerful time to um, be a leader at one of these places to bring in something like this, like what we've put together, because it's going to show your employees or your community members or whatever it is that you care about them and that you don't want them to leave. You want them to feel comfortable. You want them to feel like a part of it, that you want them to feel important, like they matter, like you were talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. because if someone feels like they don't matter, I mean, we've said this to some of our clients, like if you left if you died like just like you said if you died tomorrow like would this person would your boss care would your boss even know like do they know you and would they go would they like go to your funeral would they like i've had one boss that i could tell you would go to my funeral that's it yeah and i've worked in corporate america 10 years before uh starting my own business so i and you know it's it's wild because I've been sexual, I've been sexually harassed at every single job that I've been to. Um, and every single job it's, I've been told by a supervisor or by the boss themselves to suck it up. It's not a big deal. I'm overreacting. Um, but I'm not overreacting. Like it's not okay to have someone insinuate that I want to grab their dick. It's not okay to have someone insinuate that they want to fuck me. Like it's not okay in these positions. And that's just one example of 
being uncomfortable at your job. Let's say that like you don't get sexually harassed and everything's fine. Even like expressing yourself in the workforce is frowned upon mm-hmm. because they want you to be a certain way and do the policies and procedures that the company has created its wealth on. And that makes sense. And that's totally fine. Except for now that model is really flipping on its head. You'll see people. I remember when I worked at a cell phone store, yes, Verizon, fuck it. When I worked at Verizon, <laughs> you couldn't have visible piercings or tattoos. It w- You were not allowed to do it. And then T-Mobile started doing it. And they found that the sales staff was more relatable to the customers. And so then Verizon jumped on and all the other carriers started jumping on. And not only were you allowed to show tattoos and piercings, it was encouraged. It was encouraged to um, wear tank tops, wear flip-flops, like more of a casual atmosphere as compared to this suit and tie uptight atmosphere that like really doesn't make any sense to anybody. So companies are really being forced in a lot of different ways to to change their policies and really change the demographic of who they're reaching. Because now the demographic of who they're reaching are women and men, everybody our age, right? In their 30s and um, late 20s. And so 30s and late 20s, most of us have tattoos. Most of us have crazy colored hair. Most of us are not like our parents in the regards of being hyper-professional. So it's interesting to watch the whole workforce change because a lot of those people that are CEOs, CFOs, all of those things, um, not all of them, but a lot of them are baby boomers or Gen X. And those are the hyper-professional people. Um, I do have some friends that are in that position that are my age, but not a lot, not a whole lot. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that's really interesting, the example you give about Verizon and T-Mobile. And I think that sets like a powerful example to say, you know, when – and this is part of why we're so interested in entering into this world right now is because I think that me and you both feel very confident about working with people, um, about the things that we know about, and we see an opening for that to come into the work space. We Mm -hmm. see a place where it could fit, where it doesn't have to be so woo-woo. Like maybe you guys think of us as like super – like maybe some one of you is sitting there going like, ooh, it would be cool for you guys to come to my company, but they're not that woo-woo. And the program that we've designed is not – we're not talking about ghosts. We're not talking about aliens. We're not talking about aliens. We're we're talking about – way too far out there for – corporate America. Yeah, we're talking about empathy. We're talking about boundaries. We're talking about authenticity. We're talking about speaking your mind and feeling Mm -hmm. safe to do that and creating safe space, like nonviolent communication. We're talking about ways to bring more feelings into the space and it to be okay. And, um, And so that this is a thing that we see Mm -hmm. as a way to like, okay, we make our mark with this podcast, right? Because we, we've received amazing feedback from so many of you all the time. It's so sweet. It makes us smile when we get a note that says, this podcast has helped me in this way, or, you know, thank you because I've learned this from this podcast. Like we love that feeling of making that mark. And we also feel like, okay, we can also possibly make some sort of ripple 
if we bring this into more of the workspace or more of the community space um, where we haven't gone yet and help inject a little of that there. Because like you said with the Verizon example, Ambie, it's like once some people start doing it, then the other companies are like, oh, we should do that. You know, yeah. we should, we should. It's all about that. profits, right? It's all about profits. I've overseen, I've been like middle management at a lot of companies and I've been upper management in some companies. And it's interesting because I was trying to explain to a business owner that you cannot make an employee do something they don't want to do. And he did not understand this because he was like, it's, it's her job. I understand that is her job, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to get her to be as engaged in your business as you are. And that's not going to happen because she's not as invested the way that you're invested. So you have to get her to be invested in a different way because the fact of the matter is people just don't care as much as the owners, as much as the, the uh, CFO, the CEO, they just don't care as much because they don't have as much skin in the game. And that makes sense. But I think it's unrealistic and unreasonable to have a boss, to have um, a middle management person want you to be as invested as that and stress out and lose sleep and not have family time and not go on vacations and do all of these things when in actuality, like nobody's even going to remember you when you pass. It's going to be your friends and family and the people that you don't get to see because of this job that remember you. And so so it's really important for, I don't know, my mission is really to help people understand that you can no longer treat people like numbers. You have to be empathetic and you have to understand that no matter what you do, no matter what kind of incentive program you have, because I've seen a lot of it, no matter what incentives you have, commissions you have, how much you pay somebody, they are not going to be as invested in your business as you are. Mm-hmm. They're just not. So it's, it's nice to be able to talk about that, but then also talk to the employees and say, Hey, you don't have to pretend that like you love this. Let's just talk about how can we set boundaries really clearly? How can we in a professional way say, I'm not going to do this. How can we in a professional way say, this is I'm being asked too much and I'm spread too thin and I can't handle this anymore. I need something taken off my plate because I think a lot of people really struggle with that. <clears throat> I know I did for a really long time. I have too much on my plate. You're giving me too much responsibility. You have not increased my pay. Now I have to take work home and I'm stressed out and I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think there needs to be a really, there can be a really professional way of having that conversation and creating that nonviolent communication to where everybody's happy and everybody feels um, good about it because it doesn't have to get to the point where you just quit your job and find a new one because the same problem is going to follow you. Totally, which is, I think, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that is a huge thing that happens over and over and over and over again. Exactly what you just said is like people not feeling like they can speak up um, them feeling completely overwhelmed and under-supported and them just starting to hate their experience and resent mm-hmm. it and they move on. And like you said, they just take the same issue. It just happens over and over again because they never feel like they can speak up and resolve the problem, which is, I mean, it's a parallel to relationships, right? Yes. It's a it's a big parallel to relationships. It's like until you learn to properly communicate, you'll just keep having the same sort of relationship with different people 
over and mm-hmm. over again. Because mm-hmm. the problem is about the communication. It's not and, – and communicating your needs and your boundaries. It's not about necessarily the specific person. And yeah. I mean, to a degree. And um, Aureli on um, Facebook said, why is it so hard to speak up? And I think it's so hard to speak up because these practices that have been set in place by like the um, – the traditional business model has been, it's very similar to like how the school model was set up. It's like, you know, just put your head down, do what we say. We, we, we provide for you. So you just do what we say, or you find a way to make it work. Like you'd never want to let any, you never want to piss off your boss. You never want to let them down. And also we're a society full of people pleasers. I mean, it's like when you're, and when you're connecting that with um, your money and like approval and like, your success. I mean, it's very hard, I think, for people to speak up. I mean, I think that, and also you have to understand like what has happened in the past in our economy, right? In our society. Mm -hmm. So think about um, Gen Gen X. Nobody had degrees. Not a lot of people had a five-year degree, a college degree. And so all of the people our age got college degrees. So the college, the bachelor degree really was null and void because everybody had one. So to stand out now, you have to have a master's degree. You have to be bilingual. You have to have experience, which you can't have unless you have a job, right? So all of these things happen, which really created, if you're thinking about this in like um, a position of the real estate market, right? A buyer or a seller's market. It was really in favor of the company because the company, and it was verbalized to me at least, and I verbalized it to other people, which I'm a part of the problem. I own that, but we could replace you. You're replaceable and you're very easily replaceable. So you shut your mouth, you do what you're told and you move on. And now that is really flipped because so many companies have gone out of business. So many companies have uh, had to let go of employees and people have decided, I don't need this shit anymore. And the way that the people pleasing has gone up to people getting full degrees and not being happy with it and saying, I'm no longer wasting any more time of my life. I'm going to go live in a van and do what the hell I want to do has really shifted our whole economy, our whole, and not structure, but our whole idea of you could be replaced. And now this is really good for employees because now it's not so easy to replace people. Now you don't have to stand out so much. You have to be a good employee, but they also have to give a shit about you. And that's really great for a lot of people that are working. But a lot of people that are in corporate America still have this mentality of I can be replaced, I can be replaced. And yes, you can be, but what you're not seeing clearly is that you could also replace them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really something to consider. But that's why a lot of these companies um, and a lot of people listening might not be aware of this. A lot of these companies are reaching out to people like us to say, help us retain our, our employees because the turnover rates high now. Right. Mm-hmm. And they actually get kickback or they get um, penalized if they don't retain so many employees. Yeah. So it's benefiting both parties at this point. So what I would say is it's a combination of a lot of things, but right now the way that it stands, it's a really good for employees compared to the companies. Yeah, 
And companies have a budget for this every year. They have a budget for like guest speakers and teachers and people to come in and help with teams and stuff like that. But right Mm -hmm. now, the focus for the companies is like Ambie said, really on people who are talking about stuff like this, empathy, um, connection, feelings, um, creating a happy work environment and retaining their employees yes yes that is very important to them so if you are someone who works at a company or an organization um and you want us to you want to work with us tell your company hey i know i I know two people who are doing something like this and send them to our website which is just innerbloom.com slash um book no book and I put it in the – it's book hyphen Interbloom. You can just go to our – go to innerbloompodcast.com and right on the front there's this huge button that says book Interbloom. And it has our whole press kit, everything. Um, and we're really excited to roll this out because this is a brand new way that we're going to be able to interact with you guys. We're going to do it primarily over Zoom right now. I think there will be opportunities for us to like go in person and we'll be happy to do that if there are. But I think for right now we're going to be doing more like Zoom, like one hour webinars and such. Um, so make sure that you, uh, tell anyone you think would be interested or if you're interested, go submit a contact form and. And we'll talk about uh, coming to your space, coming to your community. And if you're not happy in your job, don't just quit and go to a new job. Or, you know, I can't tell you what to do. Do what makes you happy. (laughs) But something to consider, um, just really quick, finding happiness in your, your work. Not in other coworkers, because that's a little different. But finding happiness in your actual work, a lot of people get upset or feel kind of down when they don't feel like what they're doing, what they do matters in society. And that's a big thing for a lot of people. You have to have purpose and feel like what you're doing matters. Mm -hmm. And you have to feel like what you do, like you matter as a human being. So if your job doesn't check those boxes off for you, find a way to See if you can create that in your workspace. And if you can't, then maybe it's time to look for that outside of work. Amen. Um, I'm going to tell a study, a study really quick because I love studies. Sure. Anyway, there was this, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of um, the fish market in Seattle. I forget what it's called. I've been there. Good times. Anyway. I think it's called Seattle Fish Market. <laughs> Seattle Fish Market. Excellent. Good. Super, super specific name. Anyway, so... This uh, researcher was walking by and he noticed that these guys were throwing fish and like telling jokes and like there was these huge crowds. And it's true that like from eight o'clock, I was there at nine o'clock in the morning, there was a huge crowd. Anywho, I digress. They're they're so like lively and fun. And he stopped and he asked all of these guys like, you know, what do you like about your job? And the things they liked about their job where they got to kind of like do what they wanted. It was, they made it fun basically. And so they created, and I've been to so many corporate meetings like this. They created a philosophy that goes into the corporate uh, system, which is called the fish philosophy. And hospitals were using this. And I know Geico was using this because that's one of the trainings I went to. Verizon was using it too. There was a lot of big companies that were using this. But basically, it's how can we create happiness and joy in the workplace because that will increase profits, essentially, right? People won't be as sick as much, et cetera, et cetera. 
And the funny part was when I went to these events, there was no answer. There was no answer. It was, we want to do this. <laughs> They're like, how? Tell us. How? Tell us your yeah. ideas. Like, We're awesome. trying to figure it out. Because <laughs> throwing fish sounds like more fun than being a Geico. Let me tell you. I would like to Maybe do that. Maybe we could throw fish around while we're on the phone. Yeah, can we do that? Yeah. I remember, this is a funny story. There was an earthquake in, uh, I worked in Virginia Beach. There was an earthquake, very unusual. I only knew it was an earthquake because the lights above me were shaking and I knew to get under my desk because I'm from California. I am still on the phone with a customer. <laughs> and I am literally explaining their insurance policy to them as we are in an earthquake and people are running out of the building. And finally I hear the sirens going off and they're like, you have to evacuate the building. And I go, um, ma'am, I'm going to have to let you go. Cause we're in the middle of an earthquake right now. And she's like, what? I'm like, I know, but get the fuck off the phone with me. And I couldn't hang up on her. I was so worried because at Geico, you're not allowed to hang up on them. Oh, gotcha. Um, so I was so worried, even in the you middle of an earthquake, that I was you doing something first. wrong. And it was just, it's just insane. That's just like kind of where you mentally are yeah. as an employee, that it's so funny, but good times. Totally. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Like being so afraid, yeah. And I think that's the thing is that companies are learning that, like you said, their employees need to be happy and feel good to come to work and do good work too. And also to feel connected to each other. Because when you feel connected to each other, not that that's the basis of your job, but when you feel connected to the people that work there, you're happy to come to work. It's kind of part of like, it's community. It's like, um, and if you don't feel connected to the people there, that's hard. It's like being in school again. You know what I mean? It's like if you don't feel like anyone cares what it, whether you come or not or, or who you are, that's really hard to go to an environment like that every day. So um, yeah. all in all, this is to say it's, it's high time for a change in work. Work is already changing. It's already happening. We are offering a way to help that happen in a smoother way and in just an assist in that tr transition. Um, so anyway, thank you all for uh, listening, for being a part of the community. Thanks for supporting our podcast for this long. We've been doing this four years. It's so cool crazy to think about that like what it's so what crazy to heck? think about that yeah um thank you guys for supporting us honestly and if you want to support us more patreon is a great way to do that that helps us out tremendously even if it's like a dollar it helps us out a lot it's it how does, we though. do a lot of these different things um mm -hmm. so just throwing that out there or come to see us live that would be great to just we love getting to see you guys and hug you guys and be in person with you guys it really is like the fuel to our fire so um, make sure you get tickets to our tour. Uh, we have three dates. We have more coming. Um, but yeah, if you have a question about like location, reach out to us. We'll let you know like what we're thinking of so you can see what's closest to you. Um, and yeah, we love you until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.